0: Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's Man on the Post podcast. I'm Chris. Uh, with me as ever, I've got uh, faithful servants Emma. Hi. And Mark. Hi. Uh, this week we're going to be talk- discussing the Champions League. We're also going to be discussing uh, Tim Sherwood having some kind of meltdown. Um, we're going to be talking a bit about the championship and then maybe some bits about Alan Pardew and uh, other roundup of this week's news and then some Premier League predictions for the weekend. So, chronologically, we'll go with Tuesday night. Bayern Munich one, Arsenal won. Um Benga said he's very proud of the players and the performance they put in. Uh, he also said Arjen Robin is a great diver. <laughs> <laughs> but Robin said, I always say if you're the big manager, then you take your loss. Man up about it and don't complain about silly things. So,
1: um,
0: Did anybody see this one?
1: Yeah, I saw the game, yeah.
0: What, what did you think about Arsenal?
1: Well, I don't often agree with things that Wenger has to say, but um, he's spot on about Robert, and he is a diver and a world-class one at that. The penalty wasn't a dive, there was it? Oh, yeah, come on! If I if I clipped you in walking past you in Morrison's on the ankle with my trolley, would you go down on the floor like that? Uh, no, I wouldn't. But then I also think it's a bit rich from Wenger complaining about diving. Well, absolutely, I know. Um, but that that the diving isn't what lost. Arsenal the tie over the two legs, it was obviously the first leg. But you know, they, they did what they had to do. Um in the first half of the game, they kinda of, kept it tight, they didn't venture forward too much to keep themselves in the game, however, you know however unlikely it was that they were ever going to come back. Um but as in the second half, as soon as they were venturing forward, you know, they were leaving gaps and you could see Bayern were just filling those gaps and, and coming through on Arsenal not at will but you know, if, if they'd had to go up another gear or so, had Arsenal really threatened and got a goal back, um, you know, you always fancy Bayern would have quickly countered that. Um, so, although it was a good performance, it would have been a great performance had that been the first leg. That would have been a perfect first leg performance. Unfortunately, they were already two 0 down. You know, they didn't. They they kind of wasted the heart of the first half, although they had to keep it tight to keep themselves in it. So. They were in a kind of a no-win situation, so I thought they did well, but there wasn't really much. They were always up against it, weren't they?
0: Only pride to play for.
1: Well, yeah, yes, and the unlikely scenario that they were going to win, which they did, didn't they, last year, mm. over there. But, um, yeah, I mean, lightning doesn't often strike twice in the same place. Well, if Robin is a great diver, is Lukas Podolski a great pusher? Should that goal have stood um, again, it was a it, it was a push of the weakest type. Lam was or was it Lam? I think was already not going down, but he, he'd already overrun the ball a bit. So he made the most of the contact there was. But you know, that's that's modern football.
0: Very old school, aren't you?
1: Me, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> we, should, we should be allowed to pick the ball up and punch people in the face and all sorts and get away with it.
0: Dave Mackay's your hero, isn't he? Right? Eh? Dave Mackay is your hero,
1: isn't he? Dave Mackay. I'm not that old. When men were men. Yeah. And women were at home. <laughs> Sorry, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, now,
0: now. you're a brave boy, aren't
1: you? No, no, that was, <laughs> uh, that, that was the Dave Mackay era, but I, unfortunately, I'm not that old.
0: No. Well, you would have been, I don't know, you would have been Kevin Sheedy, wouldn't you? That was when men were men. Yeah, that's true. What did you think, Emma? Did you watch the game?
2: I didn't watch it. I saw the highlights after. What did you think? I don't think anyone. Expect it. Well, I, I personally don't think it didn't expect Arsenal to go out there and win it. And I don't think it was they didn't put the worst performance of themselves out. But I think they, you know, they would never obviously Wenger would never admit it. But I think especially the supporters knew that there wasn't going to be a next stage. Is this? I mean, it's
0: quite obvious Arsenal aren't going to win the Champions League when you've got better teams than them in it. So has this indirectly done them a favour? Do you think, with they can concentrate in the Premier League and the FA Cup, which everyone thinks they are now are shooing for?
1: Well, when they went out of the Champions League last year, didn't didn't they win nine out of the last ten league games after they got knocked out? I think they did, didn't they? And and by however, before they got knocked out, they were way too far back to put themselves in with a chance of challenging. the The good form only really secured them the Champions League place. You know, then they're, they're what seven points back or something with the game in hand uh, now mm. with with the same 10 games to go after their elimination this year. So if they went on a similar run, which, again, I think they've done it before as well, where they've had a wobble and then come back, they're, they're a bit closer to the top of the t- table. So it may do them a favour, both in the league and to a lesser extent in the FA Cup, where you know they've got to do another monumental balls-up not to win the FA Cup this year.
0: Yeah, well, they're on. They're third on fifty-nine points. Uh, li- same number of points as Liverpool. They got a game in hand on Chelsea, who are on sixty-six. But of course, Man City have got two, three games in hand on those above them on fifty-seven. So, yeah, you would you would kind of think that it's something for them to concentrate on. The only thing is with that is uh, Ozil is now out for a few weeks as well. So he joins Theo Walcott, Jack Wilshere, Kieran Gibbs. Abby Darby uh, and Abby Ramsey, Aaron Ramsay. So that's a, Not,
2: that is a long list. It is
0: a long list, and there's some key players in there as well, isn't there?
1: I mean, that's pretty, there that's is, a midfield that's gone. There is, but um, the way Özil's Ar- played the last two months, is he really a big miss? If they can get if they can get one just one of those other players back in time to play the last part of the season, I don't I don't see Özil Ar- as being a miss. If he if he was just going to carry on playing like he was with the you know the lack of confidence and everything else that he's got and the lack of work rate. But I think Ars- don't Arsenal have practically everyone up the top still to play? I know they've got Everton away. They've got Liverpool. They've got, aren't they? they've got Liverpool. I'm sure they've got to play Man City at home. I think they've got to play Chelsea away. I think aren't they playing Tottenham this weekend? Yeah, yeah. someday. So that you know if they're playing six of the other top seven or five of the other top seven, whatever it is, in the last ten games, you know, it, it's getting increasingly unlikely, however, however well they play, that they're going to win, you know, the majority of the games they've got left.
0: So, if you were asked if angry, you'd look at your injury list. Would you think, well, I'll go for third. I'll probably get fourth, and I'll win the FA Cup and the trophy monkeys off my back.
1: At the start of the season, that probably would have been the best they could have hoped—not the best they could have hoped for, but a, a par for the course maybe Yeah. for this season to get one trophy and to continue to finish in the Champions League spot.
0: Okay. Um. Did anybody see the banners at the game?
2: I've seen them since, yeah. I've seen them on the news.
0: The gay... It's Mesut Ozil basically bending down in front of a cannon with the phrase gay gunners next to it. Uh, I don't know why they've particularly chosen Ozil when you've also got other German players on the team. I don't know if there's some history there or not um, and there was also No to Racism Yes to Kosovo banner as well um, and they might face action for that although Real Madrid didn't face action previously for their uh, Kosovo is Serbia banner so don't know about that but um, there could be repercussions certainly for the Ozil banner um, Yeah,
2: I definitely would have thought so It was
0: quite blatant wasn't it if
1: you've seen it I mean it's terrible and it's. Or did you titter? It's terrible and amusing and <laughs> offensive and inoffensive, inoffensive, all at the same time. Because, as you said, it, it's got it's, a, it's obviously some sort of message aimed deliberately at Meza Urza. Uh, did you realise it
0: was and uh, when you saw the picture, or did you have to read the caption underneath or the, the headline?
1: I guessed because because of the big bulgy eyes, yeah. it was either it was either him or Marty Wilde. <laughs> so, knowing that Marty Wilde's got no link to football, and I think he's probably dead then not Marty not Marty well Marty Feldman, right that's the guy with the big eyes um then it this only is one could have been Ozil. tonight isn't it yeah. yeah yeah it then it could only have been erl, but so was it aimed at, as was it a homophobic banner was it a homophobic slash insulting banner towards it, I don't know i didn't I didn't get it, it wasn't funny but or 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 inoffensive or offensive, it was just a weird thing. Mm. Maybe, I think maybe yeah,
2: so. I don't think it's it's funny as in ha ha, isn't that hilarious? I think it's laughable because it just it's so sort of you know what is the point? What was it going to ever achieve by having that banner? There's no sort of I mean the, whether you agree with the Serbia Kosovo, whatever your stance is on that, that that's politically motivated message, but to just have homophobic slur. It's not going
0: to achieve anything. What well, was I wrong in laughing? I laughed when I realised the picture was a Versal because I didn't quite realise who it was until I saw who. Until so they said it was a picture of Versal, and of course I looked at the eyes and realised.
1: It's it's the problem is it's lost in humour translation, from German to English, and particular Bavarian to English probably. The famous the, German the, sense of humour. Yeah, and <laughs> Bavarians are a little bit different even to normal Germans. Let's say so. I think it's just it's got lost somewhere in the translation. Yeah. As, as much as it being, you know, a, a really pathetic attempt at something, I don't know what.
0: They should watch more Robin Asquith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wednesday night, moving on from that one. We had Babe Station last week as well, didn't we? <laughs> <This is laughs>
1: Confessions of a
0: podcast <laughs> recorder. Yeah. Um. Barcelona 2, Manchester United 1. Did anybody see this? Manchester United. Manchester United. No, that's um, never going to happen, is it? Manchester City one, sorry. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think we...
0: What did you think, too, then, Emma?
2: They were just... uh, First of all, I had absolutely no idea what the referee was doing. He was completely in his own little planet, given... It wasn't that he... I saw someone say it on Twitter, and I completely agree. It wasn't that he was biased. He was just crap all over the pitch.
0: Was this just with the... Penalty and Zabaleta sending off or was this all game?
2: It was the whole game. He'd already um, he he denied both sides penalties. He um, and the the linesmen were awful as well. Like they're giving off sides that really shouldn't have been, and then letting people play on when you know everyone else is screaming at them. it. There was just a whole match of really odd decisions which is scary because he's going. He's one of the referees that's um, going out to Brazil for the World Cup.
0: And to be fair, we're sending Howard Webb. We're, we're in no <laughs> position to preach mm. on good referees. I think um, I would
1: have said Clattenburg, I think. Clattenburg, Jesus.
2: <laughs> as long as he referees no Saints players, I'm sure that would be
1: allowed. <laughs> I, used to play, I used to play cricket with him, you know. Did you? Many, many years ago, yeah. Did you, what was he like as an umpire? Uh, as an umpire, I don't remember him umpiring. He was a he was a decent opening bat, though. Was he? Yeah. What?
0: Where did you do? What did you? Uh,
1: I was a slug. I was a slogger. You
0: were agricultural tail ender, were you?
1: Yeah, I would either get fifty or zero, one or the other.
0: Glorious defeat in sort of close your eyes and swipe.
1: That's me. That's, that's the way <laughs> to do it. That is. It worked
0: yeah. for um, Lance then, didn't it?
1: it? Certainly did. Um,
0: well, Danny Mills reckoned that. Um, Every City player is... I listened to this on Radio 5, unfortunately, so I had Danny Mills as my oracle. Uh, he said that every City player is top draw and Champions League quality apart from the centre-half that plays alongside Vincent Company, meaning Lescott and Demichaelis. Aside from the irony of Danny Mills uh, disparaging any defender, has he got a point?
1: Um, is James Milner world-class or top-class or whatever? Uh, no, but I think
0: he can... He can do a Champions League job, can't
1: he? I think, they're—they're they're, of course, they're a good team and they've got they've got good players. They just, for whatever reason, um, they're just not as good a team as Barcelona. Barcelona have got Messi, of course. That's always going to help. Um, but over the two legs, they weren't as good as Barcelona. And they're, they're not as good as maybe half a dozen other teams in the Champions League.
0: Well, this is supposed to be a, a Barcelona team in decline, playing a, a, an English team full of money on the up, isn't it?
2: That's exactly what someone said to me today. It's the best team in England against arguably the second or even third best team in Spain. Maybe it says more about the quality of the Premier League rather than Man City themselves.
1: To my Yeah, that's the age-old debate, isn't it? Is the Premier League as good as it likes to make itself out to be? It, it's certainly the best brand and the most commercial, but is it the best quality? You know, it's it's getting more and more difficult to defend that stance where I think the Premier League teams tend to let themselves down at the moment where it wasn't the case maybe four or five years ago when we were dominating the Champions League is that a lot of our teams cannot defend to save their lives. Mm. And that's that's why we let ourselves down. You know, the Germans, the Italians, the Spanish, they they know how to defend. And for a while. The you know in the days when Manu and Chelsea and and Arsenal were getting to Champions League semi-finals you, all the um, time you, finals
0: you forgot to mention Liverpool
1: there uh, did I say Liverpool as well well yeah you can say Liverpool because Liverpool's defensive unit in that in those two or three years when they were getting to the to the late stages into the final we knew how to defend but champ, uh, even in the Premier League now you watch all the way through the league from top to bottom and the the standard of defending is shocking. And they're taking that through into the Champions League. And that's why the teams aren't succeeding.
0: Yeah, I think if you look at someone like Barcelona, you've got PKM Mascarana at the back. I think if you look at a lot of decent, top-class European teams, they've got two good centre-halves, haven't they? I don't really think that English teams have got that. Have I mean, Terry's done well for Chelsea this season with Cahill, so you could argue that Liverpool certainly haven't. Uh, Man City haven't, Arsenal haven't, and uh,
1: neither have United. I think that's probably where they're where they're
0: lacking. Never underestimate yeah. the power of Jimmy Triori.
1: Jim, I know that man's got a Champions League when he's been landed, hasn't he? Yes, he has, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mascarano's a good a good example. You know, he, he's always the one who's held up as the weakness in the Barcelona back line. But every time I've watched Barcelona when he's played at the back, it's very rare he gets a chasing or a beating or or looks out of his depth at centre-half. And that whether he's, he's deficient or not, his teammates, one way or another, will carry him through... Not that he needs it, because he's, he's always been a good player. Um, but there are so many weaknesses in defences of English teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at his height as well. He shouldn't be a top-class centre-half. No. But, but there he is. I mean, he still plays the midfield for Argentina.
1: Mm. But, uh, yeah, they, I mean, Barcelona were just, again, a similar story to the Arsenal game, really. City had to keep it cagey for the first half to keep themselves in it. Personally, I think they would they would have done better with with two men up front because Aguero, who's obviously not fit, was isolated. Second half they gave it a go. It just didn't come off for them. And again, a bit a bit like um, Bayern, if if you then open up and leave space, Barcelona are gonna are gonna take you to to task for it, aren't they? Mm. And the, as Emma said, the ref was erratic.
2: What did
0: I miss? What Zabaleta did? Did he push the ref or something?
1: did he? No, he was just up in his face, wasn't he?
2: He, no, he got sent off. He touched, whether it was put his hands on his arms or on his shoulders, but there was some contact between him and the referee.
0: Was it what was it? Was, was it warrant a rent Was he was he already on a booking? Was he? He
2: was. Yeah, it was the second mm. yellow.
0: It was a silly boy then. Well, elsewhere we got Athletic Madrid um, beating Milan five one in aggregate, and we got PSG beating uh, by Leverkusen six one in aggregate. They beat. They won two one on the night. So mm. it's pretty open this year, isn't it? It's hard to put your finger on one team that's really sort of standing out.
1: Mm, there's a few dark, a few dark horses, you would say, isn't there? Yeah, like PSG, like PSG and Atletico Madrid. But it, the crunch will come in the semi stage when the likes of Barcelona and Bayern, the ones with the real experience at the final stage, you would expect them to use that to their advantage. But you know, it, as you said, there's there's quite a few decent sides left in.
0: Have you changed your minds, either of you, and who's going to win? Uh,
1: I think I said Bayern Munich, and I think I'll stick with that for now. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think I did as well, and from what I've seen, I would definitely stand behind them.
0: I would as well. I've got a horrible Chelsea feeling there. It's, it just won't go away. <laughs> um, right, domestically then, Tim Sherwood, he's, uh, he's gone rogue this week. He was not happy with his team's performance after the 4-0 loss to Chelsea at the weekend. There's a very good, um, interesting picture on the BBC website today. The player's walking off the pitch at Stamford Bridge and he's just staring at them and pointing towards the Tottenham fans saying, go over there and clap them. And he's not a happy man at all. Uh, He said that some of the Spurs players are playing for the futures and he's not going to babysit them. Um, And I know the DNA of the guys here. I know the ones I can trust and the ones I can't. I want players here that are going to play for the club um, and between now and the end of the season to show that that's what they want to do. Is he going about this the right way? Is he, I mean, he's, washing, he's very much washing his dirty linen in public, isn't he? Does he know he's off at the end of the season? He's just thinking, "Sorry, I'll say what I want. Or is he trying to sort of make a name for himself or put, or put a sort of a, a, a flag in the ground, as it were, and say, this is what I believe?
2: For me, it's, it, it's gone around completely the wrong way. I don't think that, I think you can come out in. you know, there are times when you should come out and say that, you know, we weren't good enough and all that sort of jazz, but to come out and say what he did in the way he has, I don't think that that's completely the right thing to do.
0: Is there not an argument to say that these are grown men and they should be man enough to take a bit of public criticism?
2: But if his players came out and said that, what would he, you know, he, they'd be fined and all the rest of it. And, and what was he expecting from them? They, you know, some of them are almost, well, I don't know if you'd say too good to be there. But if, if some of them are playing to go on, then if they're putting in, well, they didn't put in a performance, but you can't. I just think it was very harshly worded. And I, I don't think that it's, like you said, washing your dirty laundry in public. I don't think that's the thing to do. Now, you think... I think there's more effective methods of getting your players to play harder.
0: So what, go on, what would you have done if you were Tim Sherwood on Sunday after 4-0? Well,
2: I I would have come out and blasted them, but, you know, you get them in on Monday morning and you start training again and you work. I just think it's, it's the sort of thing that should happen behind closed doors, personally.
0: Apparently they had a two-hour meeting. Sandro's come out and said they had a two-hour meeting and everyone was very sort of... Full and Frank and they're giving Sherwood the players are giving Sherwood their support apparently. Maybe sometimes this is what players need. They need a, a public kick up the arse.
1: Well, sometimes these these things often go one or two ways, don't they? They're gonna go they're gonna have the desired effect and they're all gonna run around like blue ass flies the next time they play, or they're all gonna go into massive sulk, or you, you might even get the half the dressing room does one and half the dressing room does the other. It's difficult to know how they're going to react if you do it in, in private, let alone do it in public, where you're embarrassing them. Um, I think Sherwood was just annoyed that in a big game where Tottenham, you know, they, they, they could be nicking points off teams around them. They're continually getting not just beat, they're getting hammered. Mm. You know, they that got like, four against Chelsea, they had five stuck past them against Liverpool, City put six past them. You know, they're not just—they're not just losing these it's... big games. They're—they're they're absolutely capitulating, and he must be getting sick of that. And if he's got any um, chance of getting the job full-time uh, beyond the end of the season, you know, he's got to get to the Champions League. Simple as that. And I think he's—he just hasn't—he hasn't got the patience, or he hasn't got the, the 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 calmness under pressure to hold it in when something like that happens. You know, he's probably done himself more. He might have done himself the power of good in in the eyes of the fans, maybe, because he come across as one of them. But in the eyes of the the chairman, he must be thinking, well, why can't you motivate the players enough to do well in these games anyway? Why have you got to come out and do this and make a mockery of of Tottenham for doing so? So I think his his intentions were probably good, but he's probably just hammered another nail in his coffin if he's wanting to keep the job beyond uh, the end of the season. Hmm. So what, what are you going to say?
2: i um, I was going to say is when you're talking about them conceding all these <clears> goals, <throat> is that not a um, undesired effect of his his tactics? He plays the game. Or he he genuinely does. Like, he remind me of like a fan who's got all the power. He hmm. wants them always running forward, always trying to score. And yeah, if if you've got great players like they did last season when they had bail fair enough that can work and I'm not saying that they should have gone to Chelsea and parked the bus because we all know that is not a fan of that but they could have played the game differently to, the, to, to, how, to how he did and it could have been a completely different result
0: well the Liverpool game and the Man City game they were under AVB weren't they
2: yeah
0: so they've had
1: these it
2: was the Man sorry yeah
0: the Man City game was wasn't it
1: yeah, I think the recurring theme in all of these games, whether it's under Villas Boas or Sherwood, is Tottenham the sloppiness. Yeah, you know that's what it, it's down to sloppiness and you know attention to detail and and caring what they're doing. You know they might they might be playing four four two or four five one. They might be keeping their position and everything else really well, but actually what's letting them down is they're just far too sloppy. and that Chelsea game, the the you know the way they were playing at the back, it was just uh, it was awful. Yeah, it was a
0: car crash. Lack of care. It was a lack of care. (laughs) He wasn't angry, just disappointed.
1: (laughs) Which, you know, if you, you do it once, twice a season, then, you know, you can kind of understand it. But three or four times in the same game, away to Chelsea where they haven't won for 24 years, in a big game against local rivals where they need points to get into the Champions League. No wonder he was hacked off.
0: Yeah.
1: But, as Emma said, you know, it's... The, whenever the the manager does this in public, how many times has that ever worked in their favour?
0: Well, no, not really at all. I mean, she's yeah. probably due to well, the, the player power, I suppose, isn't it? if you've got yeah. the ear of the chairman. Um, moving on lower down the leagues, we've got the Championship this week. It was quite a pivotal week in the Championship. The game's on Tuesday and Wednesday. Leicester beat Barnsley 3-0. Uh, they're on 77 points. They're now 15 points clear of third-place derby, so they're virtually up. Uh, Derby drew 0-0 with Bolton, um, QPR lost, which wasn't good, uh, and Burnley drew 3-3 with Birmingham, so you've got Leicester and Burnley top two, uh, Burnley now eight points clear of Derby in third, and then it's QPR, Forest, and Reading ahead of goal difference uh, of Wigan in sixth spot, so I think you can safely say the first two are away.
1: Mm, looks like it, looks like everybody else is just limping along or cutting each other's throat. And they're going to have to keep an eye on Wigan coming up from behind because they seem to be steaming up the table.
0: They do, the Rosler factor.
1: Yeah, they're playing it really well, aren't they? Yeah.
0: I mean, you could talk about the cup being a distraction, but they've only got two games left in the cup, haven't they? They're very, well, uh, bar any replays or anything, which I can't really see them happening with, with Arsenal. I mean, that's not too much of a distraction. Plus, they've got games in hand to fall back on as well. Yeah. I think QPR are falling like a stone. Um, yep. And the posting losses as well, so that's going to come back and bite them in the bum. I think the biggest thing from this weekend was that the this week with the championship was the Birmingham City Burnley game. Um, it finished three three, but when Burnley took the lead two one, uh, Birmingham were very unhappy with the, the manner of the goal, and Captain Paul Robinson complained to the referee, uh, but. The referee turned around and said, well, your team are losing, and basically mocked him for the, the score. Lee Clark, Birmingham manager, isn't happy, said this is unacceptable behaviour from an official. be wanting to take it further. He mocked him. How dare he? Uh, and there was a lot of arrogance from the officials. I don't think Lee Clark was a very happy man. Having said that, Paul, Paul Robinson is your captain. I can understand him driving you to saying
1: things like that too.
0: <laughs> is this the same Paul Robinson that used to play for West Brom? Am I thinking of the same person?
1: Um, the one Is it the same one who played for Bolton for yeah. quite a few years? Like a left-back, wasn't he? That's the one. Yeah, I think it must be him. Is it? Yeah,
0: well, in that case, he deserves everything he gets. He's <laughs> a bloody animal. The modern-day Kevin Muscat. Um, in other news as well, we've got uh, Rangers have won Scottish First Division, which I think is their third tier, isn't it? Uh, they've won that with eight games left to go. Uh, Anipardi's been fined six hundred thousand uh, pounds. Sorry, sixty thousand pounds. Sorry, a warning to his future conduct. Uh, he's apologised on the club's website. Is that fair enough? He's got a seven-match touchline ban as well, hasn't
1: he? Mm. Um, something needs to be done because for years on the touchline, he's been like an arrogant, loud mouthed bully. You know, and there's been incidents. There was the thing with Wenger years ago. Well, that was started by Wenger, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, but then for him to then get all shouty and everything else, and was was But was he? Cel- he was celebrating the goal, wasn't he? And he started jumping all over the Arsenal technical area. There was the thing last season or the season before when he pushed the linesman, mm. and then and then said, "Oh, I didn't mean to. I just couldn't see." And then there's been several touchline rows and there was the thing with Pellegrini earlier this season there's this thing now there's the way that he carries on on the touchline and I've been to a few Newcastle games and I've watched him mm-hmm. and it's no it, it's a surprise that nobody from the opposition bench has ever chinned him before um, and the the man cannot keep his behaviour in check on the touchline so uh, to be honest it's been coming for a long time, uh, and they maybe should have banned him just for the rest of the season. Oh. And I'm surprised, I'm surprised, even Newcastle, the, the joke of a club that Newcastle is and the way that's run, that they didn't sack him, because they got they had good grounds to get rid of him for uh, gross misconduct without having to pay up the remaining five or six years of that stupidly long contract that he's got. Um, but, you know, that's, again, that's that's Newcastle for you. They've got a manager who who quite happy put up with uh, the crap that Mike Ashley dishes out onto him. So why would they get rid of somebody who's prepared to deal with that rather than go out and find somebody who rock the boat a bit more?
0: But when Brian Clough did this, he was punching QPR fans, wasn't he, that were on the pitch. Everyone sort of said, to him, oh, Cloughy, that's you, and you're just a bit of a wag, aren't you? Is there any difference between the two?
1: A different time, remember? That was the late 80s, wasn't it, when you had pitch invasions and hooligans everywhere and Clough, who was probably pissed anyway, m- Mistook the player, m- must have mistook the fan for a pitch invader because, if I remember rightly, was there not more than one p- person invading the pitch yeah, there was at the time few, running towards him? Yeah. yeah, so you can kind of think that Clough was, in his perhaps, uh, you know, a clouded judgment, thought he was a pitch invader mm. and a, or, or a hooligan of some kind coming to attack him. So a totally different time to Pardew... Trying to stick the nut on, um, you know, a player in his technical area. He's.
0: I think to it's, be,
1: a, it's about time. To
0: be fair, I mean, the technical area must be a very, very stressful place to be. You've got twenty blokes—let's just say, twenty guys, ten from each team—very, very passionate about wanting that team to do well, sat within feet of each other. You've got one poor fourth official stood in between. And with every decision that gets given, every throw-in, every free-kick, every offside, everybody's got an opinion on it. I mean, the, the technical area down there with the dugouts must be a very, very sort of testosterone-filled place to be. You can understand these things happening, can't you?
1: Well, it seemingly 91 other league managers seem to keep themselves in check. Why can't
0: he? Well, they, but they don't. That's the point. Paul Ince is out of Stadium ban, hasn't he? Um, you'll often see... Managers going toe-to-toe, or um, fourth officials having to get involved and tell them to sit down. I mean, it's a very sort of high-pressured environment to be in. I'm not saying what he did was right, but I'm just wondering, is um, is it surprising that this sort of thing doesn't happen more often?
1: Um, I suppose so, but then that's down to the characters of the managers, and Pardew's obviously got quite a major flaw in his character. Yeah.
0: Yeah, one day he's going to do it, and some player's mum's going to hit him with a handbag or something.
1: You know, you know what winds me up about uh, just as much about it than actual the things that he does is his crocodile tears and his um is is insincere apologies after he does these things. He didn't
0: look very sincere, did he? When he no, apologized. the the
1: one after the one after he pushed the referee, uh, sorry, the linesman um, a couple of seasons ago, he pushed him in the back when he when he I don't know what happened. I can't remember now. He was he was trying to make a joke of it and saying, "Oh, I didn't do this and I didn't do that," and it was just silly of me. Oh, good old Alan Pardew. Yeah, you know it, it's pathetic. You know it, it's it's like a school bully who keeps getting caught but somehow tries to charm his way past the headmistress um, from getting detention. You know now he's actually getting caught doing something bad. Yeah, and you know seven games is fair. I personally would have given the rest of the season off. You get much of this down in league 2, Emma. Um.
2: No, <laughs> you behave
0: yourselves then, did really?
2: you? Well, debatable. <laughs> I think I I agree. I think that it possibly should have been to the end of the season because it because it's not it's not the first time it's happened. Well, you know, along these lines, like we've said, and and I think that what would they have done if it was someone who it was completely out of character and hadn't done anything like this before? Would it still have only been seven games or? Would it have been less because they don't have a track record hmm.
0: sort of thing? Yeah, for the first offence. I mean, Paul Ince has had various offences before, hasn't he? He's got like a five-match stadium ban. Uli Hornus has uh, gone to jail, hasn't he, for, I think it's tax evasion, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that was this afternoon. He's gone to jail for uh, uh, three years and six months in jail for tax evasion. Uh, he's found guilty of seven serious counts. Um, he was initially charged with evading €3.5 million, Euros, uh, but then admitted in court to dodging another €15 million. Euros. It finally turned out he owed €27.2 million. Euros. So, does he go to prison and have to pay that back afterwards, or does he sort of go to prison and that's it?
1: Well, I see. Uh, what, what happens in this country if you do that? You, you just go to prison, don't you? That's, that's the punishment. Is it, or you don't have to pay it back when you get out? Well, I don't know. I've never been to prison for tax evasion, so. <laughs> There's an open ended thing there of what have you then. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to prison,
0: let's put it that way. Fair enough. Uh, and then, did anybody see the Bundesliga player missing the dive this week? Nope. Uh, game between uh, Werder Bremen and Nuremberg. Um, Werder Bremen's Aaron Hunt, who I think had a spell in the Premier League, didn't he? It appeared he was tripped over by a Nurbur player in the box and was given a penalty by the referee. Um, and he protested the decision, the defender did. Hunt stood back up and admitted to the referee that the defender didn't bring him down in the, and that uh, the penalty was waved away. Uh, after the game, all the Nurbur players lined up to shake Hunt's hand. Bremen were leaning, were, Werder Bremen sorry, were winning 2-0 at the time and won by that score at the end. But also in the same game, uh, Nuremberg player went up uh, or gave up a corner kick, admitting to the referee that he touched the ball last before it went out of play. I think they've been listening to our podcast. They have, haven't they? But Merislife mm. <laughs> Close did that this year it did something similar this year as well, didn't he? Palacia. Is this a German thing?
1: Must be. Maybe they're translating it into German for uh, our Teutonic listeners.
0: Maybe that are there's be air. So you can get away mm. you can get away with homophobia, or you can't get away with homophobia, but you can also be honest in Germany. But it's good to see, isn't it? I think. I mean, the only time I can really remember it happening in this country was Robbie Fowler when he yeah
1: when he when he dived for the penalty realized he looked did his dive was really over the top um, and he was going to get stick for it and so therefore started waving his hands saying no oh, referee it wasn't a pen. He's such a bloody cynic. Well, what what was he doing? What was he doing? Throwing himself to the floor when when the ball was miles ahead of him. What you In the penalty to? area. You've got a six foot six goalkeeper running out towards you. He's going to clatter
0: your legs away. Of course you're going to jump over him.
1: And you, ju- he- you jump over him. You jump over him. You don't dive forward over him as if he's taking you out at the knees, which is what he did. And he did the decent thing and missed a penalty. He did the decent thing and missed a penalty, yeah, but he didn't do the decent thing when he dived trying to get a penalty. realised how stupid he looked and realised the stick he was going to get. And said, "Look, referee, no, he didn't touch me." Which, of course, he didn't.
0: I can't believe you. I can't believe you feel like that about it. I thought it was one of the most <laughs> altruistic moments in the sport.
1: You watch. You watch it again. He's dived. He's. There was no need for him to throw himself on the floor at all in that situation. Oh,
0: a, you really are a hard man, aren't you? Oh, what the um Di Canio, of course, at Everton. When he caught the ball uh, with Paul Gerrard again, feigning injury, lying on the floor.
1: Uh, well, yeah, that was great by Di Canio. I mean it wasn't a serious injury, how injured he was it's hard to say mm. so uh, yeah,
0: there's some precedent I suppose for it but there's not there's not an awful lot is there maybe there should be some more right Premier League predictions uh, last week the three of us, we did woefully uh, we only got two each so Mark is up to 39 I'm on 32 and Emma is on 30 so we're all well Mark's starting, you're starting to lurch out in the front aren't you so, first game this week, we've got uh, Hull-Man City. That's the early game. Looks like it's on BT Sport. Uh, anybody back in Hull?
1: Hmm. Could be interesting. You know, City have kind of... They're not really playing that well at the minute, are they? No, they're not.
0: Not at but, all. And Aguero, I, I don't think he's 100% fit, is he?
1: Yeah. You, they, you've got to say City just because they've got more match winners than Hull. But Hull are a decent side at home. But I'll probably go just for Man City.
0: You say Matty Fry it's not a match winner.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking more like Yelovich. Oh right, fair
0: enough. Uh, so you will go Man City. Yeah. Emma? Yeah, I think Man City
2: as well.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go for a no. I was going to say a draw, but I'm not going to go Man City. I'm, I keep playing this game tactically. I keep trying to sort of think what do you two not do, and then try and do it, and it never works out for me. Everton Cardiff, Mark. What do you reckon?
1: Well, Everton' season is kind of it's not exactly over, but. There's not a hell of a lot left to play for now. You're only five points off.
0: You've got two games in hand on Tottenham, and you're only five points off them.
1: Yeah, Europa League qualification for Everton is not... It's a two-edged sword. You know, it's one of those things. It could be an excellent trophy to go for uh, next season, or with the lack of depth of squad that we've got, it could hinder our progress in the league next season. So it's a bit of a tricky one. I know Cardiff are fighting for their lives, and they had a good result last week. But I still think we'll maybe have a little bit too much for them, so we'll probably just nick it.
0: Would you accept Europa League qualification if it meant next season you would do it properly, make a decent fist of trying to win the Europa League, but more than likely not, not going to finish fourth?
1: Well, we're not going to finish fourth anyway, so so why not it, go for as long as it as long as it doesn't compromise our a, a safe position. In the Premier League, where you know, look what happened to Newcastle last year—they were kind of in and around the bottom five or six right up until the last few games because the early part of the season had really knocked them back by playing in Europa League.
0: But you're never going to go down, are you? So why not qualify for Europa League and and um, try to do
2: better? Never win say it? never.
1: Yeah, no, that's
0: very no, true. Right. I'm talking, we're talking to Portsmouth fan, aren't we?
1: Never say <laughs> never. All you need, all you need from the the Europa League is if you haven't got a good squad of eighteen players. And suddenly five of them get injured. Of 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 good first team type players. If five of them get injured and it's the key players and then it comes to the league games on the Sunday and then you travel into Spartak Vladikavkaz or who knows where every Thursday and then back and forward and back and forward. You know, by Christmas, you know, a team who goes into the Europa League without the resources can find themselves in trouble very quickly. So for that reason, it's a two. I think it's a two-edged sword. But, um, uh, yeah. Back to the prediction. I think Everton will just nick it. Go on.
2: Emma? I can't see Cardiff winning this one.
1: Can you see them drawing it?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> go with Everton as well.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to go Everton as well. I think. So we're all, well, going for the same thing so far. Fulham, Newcastle. Newcastle don't particularly travel well to London, do they?
1: No. And their manager's going to be holed up in a <laughs> Premier Inn somewhere around the corner isn't he he's not allowed in the ground oh is it a stadium ban not a touchline ban sorry I think the, f- I think the first three games of his ban are stadium ban or first four games is a stadium ban and the remainder is just a touchline ban
0: there's something quite partridge about parties so staying in a hotel I think is quite appropriate yeah.
1: a travel tavern yeah <laughs> with a 12 inch plate with a headset on yeah <laughs> um I don't know which way to go with this one um Newcastle
0: yeah Emma
2: I'll go for a draw
1: I'm going to go for
0: a full and win. Newcastle don't travel well, do they?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Southampton, Norwich.
2: I got some stick last week for what I said about Norwich, but I still don't think they're going to...
0: What did you say?
2: That they need to start losing some games, because I had them in the prediction to go down. Oh, you did, didn't you? Season. So who did you
0: get the heat from? Did you get this on Twitter, was it all from... A...
2: Yeah, from a Norwich fan. Did you? <laughs>
0: what did they say? Do you want to give them a name check? What did they say?
2: Oh, I don't want to. Just that. <laughs> You know, I need to
0: be a bit nicer to Norwich in the
2: future. Were they mean to you? <laughs> but I, I can't see them coming to St Mary's and winning that one, so I have to go Southampton again.
0: Were they mean to you or were they sort of quite nice?
2: No, they weren't mean to me.
0: Good. We'll send, send Mark <laughs> round or something, if he were. I'm just, I'm just shocked they've got Twitter in Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it happens again, tell us and we'll send Mark round or Curtis Woodhouse <laughs> on.
1: <home. laughs> um, what do you reckon, Mark? Um. Uh, again, uh, this is a must-win for Norwich because I think that haven't they got? Again, I think they've got a terrible run in. Haven't well, their they? last
0: four games, I think, are more or less the top four, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So they've got to start winning games, otherwise they're in big trouble. Mm. But against Southampton, who are nice and, I mean, the fact that Southampton are comfortable in mid-table, they're probably going to finish eighth at best, ninth at worst, mm. could work in Norwich's favour. But I still can't see them getting a win. Okay. Um, I might go for a sneaky draw. Okay. Just because Norwich have to get something out of the game.
0: Yeah, but they never score, do they? Wolf Swinkles only scored one goal, and that was on the first game of the season. Mm. I can't see them winning at all. I think Southampton, especially after last week, they're on a bit of a roll, aren't they? Did they win at the weekend? I think they did, didn't they? They beat Palace, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Stoke West Ham. What
1: do you reckon, Emma? <sighs>
2: St- oh, This is one Stoke. for the
1: purists, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's one for the sadists. I don't know about the purists. <laughs> Stoke, you said. Sorry, did you?
2: Yeah.
1: What do you think, Mark? Jesus. Um, I certainly wouldn't go to this game.
2: But imagine
0: being a space alien and sort of landing in Stoke on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock and the first ever thing of football you see is Stoke-West Ham.
1: Well, I've heard plenty of rumours about Stoke to think that aliens already have landed there. Yeah. Um, I'll go for a draw. you go for a
0: draw, Ian. Um, I'm going to go for a draw as well. Sunderland Crystal Palace. This is a six-pointer and a half, isn't it? This is at the Stadium
1: of Light, so mm. what do you guys think? A nervous, nervous encounter, in It will be, won't it? Uh, maybe just Sunderland.
0: Yeah. Emma,
2: leaning slightly more towards Sunderland, but Palace haven't been bad in recent weeks. No, so I will go for a draw.
0: Go for a draw. Hmm. I'm going to go Crystal Palace. I think. I think Tony Pulis is going to line them up sort of eight at the back, and they've had a bit of a hangover, haven't they, since they've lost in the League Cup final? So,
2: yeah.
1: Mm, but now they've got nothing else to to think about. They've just got the league to go for, and they've got a few games in hand, haven't they, on the teams around them? Yeah, they have. got they've got to get the points on the board when they come along against Palace.
0: Yeah. All the same. I'm going to go for Palace, I think. I think I could... (laughs) Sneaky win there. Uh, Swansea-West Brom. Again, this is another one down the bottom, isn't it? Uh, West Brom are fourth bottom. Swansea are 14th, but there's four points between them. I think Swansea on this
1: one. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. Yeah,
2: I think so
1: too. Poor Pepe, Bell.
2: Hmm.
0: Oh, sorry, you said Swansea, didn't you, Emma? hmm I wrote you down as Westbrook. I wonder how many times
1: I've done this before. I wrote,
2: <gasps> I wrote
1: you down as Westbrook. Uh, now the truth comes <laughs> out. So this explains a lot, yeah. Emma, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> I promise you this is the first time I've done this. Although if Mark gets too far ahead, I can't promise it'll be the last Uh, Aston Villa-Chelsea this is the late kickoff on Saturday
1: I'm going to have this down as my uh, upset of the week I don't know why I've just got a feeling Villa might do them do you? well Chelsea are going to be looking at the Champions League game in a few days time and okay they've got a good squad and everything else but they might still be a bit distracted yeah but that's Uh, that's a
0: gimme in the Champions
1: League um, not necessarily Um, I don't know I've just got a funny feeling Villa might pull it off
0: well, yeah, there's beef between the managers as well, isn't there? If you remember the first game, because it was earlier on in the season, they played each other, wasn't it? Paul Lambert got a bit upset and Jose Mourinho came up with a sort of wistful, Lambert reminds me of me when I was his age and all this sort of thing. It's about the fact there's all but six years between them.
1: You know, it, OK, I was slagging Pardew off, uh, you know, going around chinning people and stuff, but I would love to see Paul Lambert of Glasgow chin Jose Mourinho, and that would be something I'd pay for.
0: Yeah, I didn't think Mourinho would fight back. I think um, Paul Lambert could certainly take care of himself, couldn't he? Definitely. Is he the hardest Premier League manager? Um, Imagine him and Pulis stripped to the waist in a car park.
1: (laughs) What websites have you been looking at? (laughs) That's that's like uh, UFC for, (laughs) you know... (laughs) UFC for the you know, the criminally insane.
0: Could you imagine? Bloody hell. I don't know, I think I think it was between those two, the hardest Premier League manager.
2: Mm.
0: Pulis would be a dirty fighter, wouldn't he? he he'd would... bite your ears and stuff. Yeah, he wouldn't he. would fight dirty. I think Paul Lambert would have a big sort of right hook as his main weapon, whereas you'd have to sort of watch Pulis. He'd sort of pull your knackers when you're not looking and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Emma, for Villa Chelsea? No, I don't
2: agree. I think Chelsea will be Fine with
0: this one, yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go for a draw. I think there could be some. I don't think Villa have got enough to beat them, but I think there could be some precursor to the Champions League. Oh god, Sunday, Man United, Liverpool, Jesus. Um, Man United are gonna win this one, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. I honestly think because United beat Liverpool in the cup earlier on the season in the League Cup. One nil there. And I think as bad as United are, if there's one game they're gonna be up for, it's this.
1: Mm. But again, they're another one they've got they're gonna have their eyes on the Olympia game, aren't they, a couple of days later? That they've got, you know, they're two nil down on, but that doesn't mean they're not without a chance against them. He has
0: to play a full strength squad against this.
1: Yeah, yeah. He certainly, this game above maybe even this game against City, he has to put out his best side. Yeah. But his best side although Okay, Liverpool are great going forward and everything else, and you have got storage and Suarez, but they're still ropey at the back, aren't they? And and if if United have got any strength, it's up front. Mm. So I, I think it'll be a draw. You think you a draw? Okay, Emma.
2: I don't know because I went against Man United last week, and that didn't pay off.
1: And go for them this week then. <laughs>
2: um, no, I can't see them doing it. I think I think Liverpool should. Um. Most likely will
0: win that. But you think Liverpool win, do you? Yeah. Oh, I wish I had your belief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, Tottenham Arsenal. This is at White Hart Lane, this one. So we've seen Arsenal's injury list and we've seen Tim Sherwood try and inspire them. Um, who's got their eye on this one? Fancy Arsenal. Fancy Arsenal, do you?
1: Yeah, I think they're just, they'll just be too good for Spurs. Yeah. Emma?
2: I think my... Arsenal supporting relatives would absolutely have my guts if I went for Spurs. <laughs> I don't think I don't think his rank would have done anything. I think it would be close because Arsenal don't have obviously don't have their full strength squad, but I think they should still should should <laughs> still do it. So I'll go for Arsenal. So
0: you Arsenal. You went to Arsenal, didn't you, Mark? Arsenal. Yeah. yeah you're both going to Arsenal. Mm, I think you're right. I think Arsenal as well. Okay. Let's see how we get on with that. Right. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Has either of you got anything you'd like to add or say or promote? Or... No. No?
1: Mark? No, not especially.
0: No? Okay. Uh, right. So, if either you want to, anybody wants to follow either of you, how do they go about following you, Mark,
1: on Twitter? On Twitter, it's at thefootballpink. Okay. okay.
0: Emma?
2: Mine's at mwebs.
1: Even Norwich friends.
2: Even Norwich fans,
0: especially Norwich fans. Yeah. Okie dokie, remember if you enjoy this you can also get the Sunday show, Um, we've got betting tips and weekend roundup as well, that's normally available for download on Monday morning. Um, If you also like us that much you can leave us a review, Uh, somebody left us a five star review, I think it was Sam Irish Pete who's quite a jolly chap on Twitter, Uh, if you ever get a chance to follow him he's quite good fun, Um, he left a five star review and Collins promised him a fridge magnet. So there you go, and they do exist. I've got one as well. I think Colin's got a warehouse full of about twenty-five thousand of them.
1: What if you don't own a fridge?
0: Well, you, it's the metallics. You can stick it anywhere. You can put it on a radiator. Uh
1: so it could be a radiator magnet. Radiator magnet,
0: <laughs> or you could put it on the front bonnet of your car, and you sort of take off your Beamer badge and put that on instead.
1: If it went on the front b- front bonnet of my car, the engine would probably fall through. <laughs> I've got a right old banger. Have you? Yeah.
0: Oh, I always had you down as a convertible kind of guy. Convertible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if only. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no, fair enough.
0: What have you got, Emma?
2: Um, I don't own a driving license.
0: No, you say so you
1: you got a busy.
2: <laughs> I'm a public transport.
1: She's got a chauffeur.
2: Kind <laughs> <I'm> of <a> person.
1: <laughs> you sit in the back, do you sort of? <laughs>
0: Been driven around. Right. Um, well, that brings us to the end of this week's Man on the Post episode. Like I said, um, this will be available for download. Well, you know it will be available for download on Friday because you're listening to it. Um, so, all that means we say say thank you to Emma. Thank you very much. And thank you to Mark. Thank you. And always remember to keep your Man on the Post. Well, that'd be me with two ladies next week, that one. We? Yeah, don't rush back, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know what, you th- what you're expecting, but, you know, it's only a podcast.
0: Yeah, well, I've seen Rita Sue and Bob too. so...
2: <laughs> Is it going
1: to be anything like that, do you think? boys. <sighs> Have you got Goodbye, a four? <laughs> cortina? <laughs> i got a 206. Uh, okay, you need a four Cortina if you want it to be Rita Sue and Bob too.
2: <laughs> you don't
1: remember that, do you, Emma? No. There you go. Oh, it's far a brilliant film, Emma. You're far too young for that. You could, <laughs> honestly, I recommend that film so much. The, the North hasn't changed since that film was made.
2: Okay, I will. <laughs> look Good to watching it. Yeah, there you go.